1: or do something a little more
0: epic
1: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Now back to 95.7 The Game. Hope you have
0: a better Mother's Day than Bob Feller's mother had in 1939. Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas, with you on 95.7 The Game. We're all over the Warriors' big win, over the Grizzlies last night and all the code talk, but just real quickly here, before we get back to that, Mother's Day um, always reminds me of a couple of baseball stories. One, of course, 2010, A's fans know all too well. Dallas Braden with the perfect game uh, against Tampa Bay Rays, which was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, perfect game, uh, dallas Uh 2010. But 1939, uh, Bob Feller, one of the great pitchers of all time. First time Jason, it's Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas with you. First time his mom had ever been to a game. He bought her a ticket. You know, back then it was like, hey, Mom, here's a train ticket. I want you to come see me pitch. And he was on the Indians. They were playing the White Sox. And early in the game, uh, she was seated in a box seat. Uh, Above the Indians' dugout, and somebody hit a foul ball, and it and it hit her right between the eyes. Oh wow! Bob Feller's mom. She was okay. Well, I mean, she was she was not cold, and she had to spend two weeks in a hospital. But oh god. Yeah. How about that? Thanks, son. Bob Feller says, "Ma, why don't you come see me pitch for the first time?" And she catches a foul ball right in the dome. Yeah. So hopefully, you'll have a better uh, Mother's Day. What's the greatest thing I ever saw? <laughs> that is that what the Warriors did to the Grizzlies last night? Did they knock them out
3: for this series? Yeah, they is definitely that was definitely a humbling game, and just Memphis's reaction was so telling, you know, just the, the post game stuff. Um,
0: by the way, a lot of people on the text line, everybody loves Robin, but um, not everyone agrees with her assessment of Ja Morant.
3: Well the whole superstar star thing is it's really silly in my opinion, because every everyone interprets superstar differently. Like you talk to some people and they'll be like, well, the league only has like three superstars. There's only like three of them. It's LeBron, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. And sometimes superstar has more to do with just like basketball is like do you transcend the game? Yeah. Are, you like, are you like a name that people come right. to watch? And then some people just base it based on play. Like, no, John Moran is like a top five player. He's a superstar. You know, a lot so, of it has
0: to do with people's perception of you, that's not what necessarily I'm, what kind of player you are. That's what I
3: mean. So I never yeah. even get in that debate with people who's a superstar, who isn't. The fact of the matter is John Moran is one of the best players in the NBA. That can't really be argued. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to call him a superstar or not, that's – you know be my guess i don't i, I do stinks. I don't, I don't care either way he's <laughs> he's really good i
0: don't think he stinks
3: no nah, i don't, i don't think he stinks either he's a, and he, i hope
0: he plays tomorrow i know you know if you're a warrior fan maybe you wouldn't admit it but i wouldn't mind seeing him miss that game but i really hope he plays
3: i do too and whitey what i want to do i want to ask you so you watched this game on tv i'm guessing yes sir um what did you think of the crowd like did it sound loud to you Talk to me. Uh, I remember
0: talking to you. I've talked to you and JD about the crowds here for the postseason and how they've been loud, but not as loud as Roracle, of course. So last night, I thought maybe it was a little sub early on, you know, it was a lot of tension. Maybe the first half when the Warriors got off a lot of that
3: slow start, a little subdued. But I thought third quarter, it sounded like the place was rocking. Wasn't as loud as I wanted it to be. Really? You know, like when I watched them play in Memphis, it just popped over the screen. Like my my, not literally, but it felt like my TV was shaking. Yeah, you know what I mean. You could just
0: feel it, and it was. I mean, yeah, JD was there, and he said, "Yeah,
4: was, boy, that place was really loud."
3: It wasn't. I didn't get that. It the loudest I heard Chase was actually, I think. Like game five, maybe, or or no no, game one or game five against Denver. Yeah. That's a problem. I think you told me about that. It wasn't that loud. It last night it spelt, spent last night it felt like more of an event than like than like a, a fandom where people were going nuts. Like you look courtside, you see Bill and Luke Walton, uh Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. E-40, who's always there, and yeah. E-40 is my guy. I love the dude. Hello. Uh, um, yeah, right. Uh, so I don't know. I hate keep referencing it, but it was more that wine and cheese event. Huh. I didn't feel like the diehards just going absolutely nuts. And the Warriors gave them every reason to. I don't know. I just – I, and I know it's probably going to be an unpopular – Opinion, but it wasn't. It didn't feel that loud in there to me. It didn't feel like a crazy home court advantage at all. Watch your mouth. Yeah, I, I <laughs> know. Yeah, I know. Like, look, not everything was good last night. Now, I'm not saying the I'm not saying the crowd was bad. They weren't bad, but like, it is a whole different, obviously different vibe. Being you want to like you want to hear it, this mm-hmm. is playoff basketball, and from like the good home courts, you want to hear like deafening like like, court shaking, like, opposing teams just feels you, the fans breathing, bearing down on you. It wasn't that type of atmosphere. Now, maybe it wasn't because it was it was a blowout, and it's like, you know, so maybe uh, we're, we're, we're up 30. We're not going to be that raucous. So, but just if you ask me my honest opinion out of 10, Let's call what I saw from my TV screen in Memphis, I would call it like a 9.5. I would probably call this like a 6.5, 7. Okay.
0: I would, uh, the way I look at it, the fact that it was during some of the Denver series, the fact that it was really yeah. loud, to me that's encouraging. So, I understand your point, and watching it on TV, it's hard to say, but I understand what you're saying. But given that this is the first year they've had postseason games there, and we've already had a few games where it's like, wow, the place was really shaken, I think that's encouraging. So Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah no. You know, it's, it's encouraging, and if, if Golden State is fortunate enough to get by Memphis, uh, just two more wins they need, um, you have to expect it's going to be even crazier if, if they get a guy like Chris Paul coming into town mm-hmm. and that's how he does is. he get like open 10 foot
0: jumpers whenever he wants at age 37 and then he doesn't miss them.
3: look i know he's not you look like chris paul a little bit oh uh, do i how <laughs> nice i know he's not a fan favorite here in the bay area but that's a bad guy that's a bad 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 boy he I aging know? aging like a fine wine he's really good uh I don't know, he's just, he's so cerebral. He plays the game. I don't want to say he plays the game the right way because everyone hates some of the extra stuff he does. But, like, when it just comes to basketball IQ, it's, like, next level.
0: So, in a way, I want to see if I'm understanding you right. We know that Draymond, we we also really were reminded of this when he was out. Draymond organizes things at both ends of the floor for the Warriors. Yeah. Chris Paul does that expertly with Phoenix. And these are really unique players. It's not like everybody can go out and get one. But right
3: now, Memphis doesn't have that guy. As good as Jaw is, they don't have that guy. No, they, it's just like scatterbrained over there, that offense. Um, but this is, this is the ebbs and flows yeah. of a journey to a championship. I actually do think this Memphis team is going to reach the peak at some point. They're just going through their process, and look, they can win on Monday.
0: Yeah, I know. That's I gotta. That's keep the thing. That's that's, that. That. that's the I've thing. We're talking like
3: we're talking like it's three to one. <laughs> like it's three to one, and the Warriors just have to win one of th- one of the next uh, three games. Nah, it's it's two to one. Memphis can win tomorrow. Then they have home court advantage again. So we can't. We, I just we, don't know where they
0: go from there, especially if Jaws even compromised right
3: but look we were just saying that Memphis has been overconfident we we as a fan base I'm not part of the Warriors fan base but we as the the local media we can't forget the fact that Memphis is really good and they can bounce back they could um I just see I saw some out of them that I just really didn't like yesterday uh has nothing to do with basketball, but I think it will affect them playing basketball going forward. They just seem like not a team. They're making excuses, pointing fingers, trying to make a foul that wasn't a bad foul into one. The one thing I'll say
0: for them is that they don't seem to be – there doesn't seem to be infighting.
3: No. Uh -uh, no. Uh-uh. They seem like they love each other. They seem
0: like they're still connected.
3: By the way, Kyle Anderson – He's not good enough to get kicked out of basketball games. <laughs> and I think Kyle Anderson's a good player. Been watching him since UCLA. Um, but. Van Gundy made a good point, though, last night. Excuse me. But he says
0: a guy like Draymond, and and maybe it's to what you just said, Draymond gets away with a lot. A guy like Kyle Anderson is like, if there's a guy that doesn't complain that much, he has like this much leash.
3: Yeah, he does. You know,
0: a guy who complains all the time. Is like go oh, complain, 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 but a guy like Kyle Anderson gets upset, you're gone.
3: Right. Right. But like to my point, there's only like certain there's only like certain players in the NBA who can get thrown out who it'll be tolerated. Like who get thrown out. Now, I don't know how many times Kyle Anderson's ever got thrown out. That could be his first ejection, so it might be an anomaly and we'll never talk about it again. But I'm just saying a playoff game got to have a little more self awareness Kyle. You're just not in that uh select group of people who have the clout and equity that can be like, yeah, I'll get myself tossed. Yeah. Like Taylor Jenkins is probably like, yo, dude, get it together. Like you're not one of those guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who can just go and get tossed. Like <laughs> we, we need you. Get it keep it together. Um you're not that guy, pal, trust me. He's not He's, he's he's just simply isn't. You're you're not good enough to, to for all the extra stuff.
0: On the text line, people responding, uh, Jason, to your comments on the on the arena last night and the crowd from the five one oh John in Oakland. Once it became clear the Warriors had this game in their pockets, the excitement disappeared. It's not surprising that the noise was not at peak. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh yeah, from the four weight. Wine and cheese crowd in the playoffs after they established themselves as a great team. Chase has
3: sounded much better than those
0: later oracle playoff years.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's be honest though, the late like the last 2 years probably of Oracle and this Chase Center crowd probably isn't that big a difference of mm. the type of
0: crowd. Interesting,
3: because a lot of the uh a lot of the OGs by 2018-2019 have probably been priced out. So I I agree as somewhat to that point but Oracle still had the mystique. Yeah. You know? Still yeah. had the mystique. And Chase, you know, it's going to create its own memories. And like Oracle's I said... where
0: I saw my first ever NBA game. Oh, way back when. Who,
3: who, who was playing? Oh, uh, The
0: Warriors were playing the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. When they were terrible. Oh,
3: Sixers had some bad years.
0: Terrible.
3: Terrible. But yeah. Um, Oracle's going to make its own memories. Or er, Chase, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Chase is going to make its own memories. And like I said...
0: And it, it, to this point, before this year, most of those memories had been bad, and that's why this is so great.
3: Yeah, and like I said, for most of that Denver series, it was really loud. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, you, we talked about it. I'm just giving my honest opinion. I was yeah, there. I've, I, I I've been at every it. single home playoff game, and I will go to every single home playoff game. Yesterday wasn't as loud as I was anticipating. But, yes, it was a blowout, so you are probably right about that.
0: Uh, Let's see here from the 415. Interesting. I'll get back to the phones here. Here's the thing. Steph was not hitting threes. Fans are accustomed to that rise. Hmm. So fans get really loud when Steph hits. Well, he uh, he hit one. Absolutely. Jump off the couch three late last night. But uh, interesting. Yeah. The Warriors just took care of that game in the third quarter. I think... um, I think it'll get louder if, if they end up, if Phoenix ends up coming here. But we'll see. 888-957-9570. Austin and San Jose back with us. Hey, Austin, how are you today? You're on with Whitey and Jason Dumas. What's up?
5: Hey, fellas. Hey, guys. How you doing, Whitey? Well, listen, um, Jason, man, you uh, the problem is what rich guys like you, man, that are going to the game. <laughs>
3: guys
5: like, like Austin can't afford to go. But really sir. Seriously, I remember being at the uh, We Believe game when they came the first playoff game. I guess after he had gotten in, and man, I'm sitting in Rock. I'll never forget the feeling. My daughter was young. And we were sitting down, pretty good seats at the time. I could actually afford to go then, Jason. But uh, I mean, the place was the place was shaking. I mean, literally shaking. The players came out on the court and looked around, and they couldn't believe. I remember Matt Barnes and those guys standing on the court, just like they couldn't believe how loud it was. So. You're trying to compare that kind of uh, atmosphere with with Chase. Come on, man. It's going to take a long time. The other thing I know is that Warrior fans embrace underdogs. Yeah, and
3: and yeah.
5: Uh, kind of the problem with it is that the Warriors have had so much success, Jason, that they need to kind of almost start over with the new guys like P- Poole and Kaminga for the crowd to come back to the guys that are up and coming. If that makes sense, you know what I mean?
3: Nah, that makes and the perfect last sense. One I wanted
5: to say was. And then the last thing, real quick, guys, is John Morant. Um, Jason, you were at the game, but I was watching the TV like Whitey. I mean, he came across to me very, very good on TV. I mean, he was trying to motivate his teammates. He was doing the talking. They had him mic'd up. But you could tell he was trying to rally. The, he was coming off like a leader. And I know he was mic'd up, but to me, he projected very well. So I don't want to. Go negative on on, on Morant. Man, he's a great player, and I think he's actually a great uh, leader for the team. So that's all I got, guys. Happy Mother's Day.
3: Thank you, right, brother. I appreciate it. And I know. Yeah. He, uh, John yeah. I'm team. Telling... I'm team John Morant. You won't yeah. hear me say a bad word, but I just there's some instances where I just think uh, he should be a more, little more locked in instead of like the dancing and all that stuff. And I like. I hate. I don't. I'm not like the fun police type guy, but I just do think. You got to kind of some earn earn some of that. I'm not sure he's earned some of that what extra he was, stuff yeah. yet. And it's just it's
0: different too when it comes from a guy who's been through it. And that's not a criticism of him, but you know, Steph or or somebody is Steph talking dances that way. after
3: shot sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like they've won championships. Steph has ja two
3: MVPs him. and three titles.
0: Yeah, but to Austin's point, Jaw was uh, one of the moments when they showed him. He was talking to his teammates and he was looking up, going, "Look at the score." He's in, you know, they're shooting 60% from the floor and 50% on threes. And he said, We got to take something away from them. Right.
3: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. no, ja-
0: So he understands as well. He's very astute. Ja's going to be. In,
3: ja had some fun in the Valencia room. Did you see that video, Whitey? No, sir. Oh, there's a vid- video, you know, went viral on Twitter. On Thursday night, Ja went to the Valencia room in the mission. He was partying. Ah.
6: A little bit of the bubbly.
3: And I have no issue with that. Ja's 22. It's Thursday night. They don't play till Saturday. Um, I, I would doubt he's out there ripping shot after shot after shot, getting banged up. I mean, he saw him at practice the next day. He was looking fine, so it was not like he was hungover. Um, he's 22. He wants, to, he wants to enjoy the fruits of his labor every now and then. Well,
0: um, I'll be anxious to see what, if anything, we find out today about his condition. And I, fingers crossed, that he's okay. Didn't look like it. Uh, thing. looked the main like he was thing, limping pretty yeah, badly. For all the talk, of jo- what did Jordan Poole do? I mean, he's just had a history this year. Of tweaks. So I hope we see Jaw at full strength. I love watching Ja Morant play.
3: Oh yeah, he's next level. He's like, you know, he reminds me, there's some subtle differences obviously and you know, he's never going to be this guy to me talking to a Philly guy, but he 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 reminds me a little bit of Alan Iverson.
0: Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you, a Philly guy, went there. Wow.
3: He does. He that does. Guy, wow.
0: Sacrilegious.
3: Even, like, cultural is it's not nearly as much of a cultural impact as AI, but, like, he reminds me of AI in the sense that AI was just so perfect for Philadelphia. It's like they just fit. His personality, his demeanor, even his image – that was Philly to the T. You would think Allen Iverson was born and raised there. Ja in Memphis, it just, fe- like peanut butter and jelly. It just feels right. Mm-hmm. And he's embraced that city. The city has embraced him. You see the rappers uh, on Celebrity Row down in Memphis. Him, that, He just seems so perfect for that city and so so perfect for the culture of that city. It just makes me think that Allen Iverson in that right. As a player, do I think he's as good as Allen Iverson was? No, I don't. I think Allen Iverson was, you know, top 25 player of all time in terms of talent and stuff. You know, Iverson was my height doing what he did. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'11 on a good day, you know? So, you know, that's that.
0: Sacrilegious.
3: I, I, yeah, I, I, I can't speak I to that. I hope nobody from Philly is listening to this.
0: I know. Obviously, I don't have the same perspective on – AI and what he meant to the city as you do. I will never have that. I will say to me the one thing that really stands out when I think Iverson um, and I was to be honest when he played I thought yeah he needs to be more efficient And I looked at it that way but now that he's done he played as hard as any superstar I've ever seen because yeah. he had to for his size right? Yeah. Every, I mean every possession the way he threw his body around mm-hmm. he gave 100% all the time jordan did that too i think to a degree but a guy as little as iverson that's to me when i when i look at what made him special
3: that's what stands out to me that's really unique and i think one thing we can all appreciate about ai right now is how much respect he gives to the current players yeah you see a lot of these retired guys they're curmudgeons they Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. passive aggressively hate yeah iverson's like steph's the baddest mfr i've ever seen I love Steph Curry, like you know, yeah. like me, like yeah. He gives these guys their credit, mm-hmm. and that's how it all should be. You should pay it forward. You should celebrate the game. A lot of these former athletes, they just get bitter, and he was never better than me. Oh, in my era, you never even hear anything we didn't close play that way. Yeah, you don't hear that tone with Alan yeah, Iverson. Yeah. He's, he's just celebrating the game, showing love to the guys, and you know that that that's what they need. More people like that.
0: 888-957-9570. Let's talk to Jeff here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jeff, you're on with Jason Dumas and Whitey Gleason. How you doing?
7: Hey, guys. How are you? Jeff, Good. what's up, My brother? Joe. Um So, yeah, I was at the game last night, and um, I've been a season ticket holder for a long time. I followed the team over uh, from, from Oracle. was at all five uh, championship uh, finals. Obviously, we didn't win them all, but um, let me tell you what I got from last night. And I... I agree with all your comments, you know, maybe it wasn't as loud because, um, you know, we were winning, you know, and uh, people were just having a big old party. But what I got really excited about last night was the performance of uh, Kaminga, Poole, and Moody. And uh, mm-hmm. I was looking at those three guys, and obviously Pool's already broken out. But if you look at the gear that that guy has, I mean, you can make a good argument that he gets to the basket even faster than Curry. I mean, Curry drives to the hoop well, but, man, is he good. And then, you know, Moody and Kaminga, these are different guys. I mean, these are not just uh, spot-up shooters. So I got real excited thinking, man, this is going to be a great year. we got a future for the next couple of years. But, holy cow, I'm looking forward to the next seven
0: years. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate that. Yeah, we'll address that. What last night meant not only for the short term future, of the Warriors, but the present in the
3: future. They have a good yeah, combo. Of both. Absolutely. Jeff made great points.
0: And we'll get back to that starting lineup. Is Kuminga still going to be in the starting lineup? That and more next. Jason Dumas, Whitey Gleason, 95.
6: 95- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
2: Seven the
0: game. Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas celebrating Mother's Day and basking in the afterglow of a very impressive Warrior victory. I gotta admit, at least half of me at least half of me has already dismissed the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know where they go from here, and I know that's ludicrous to do that with a team that was second in the West with all the ability, but I think last night the Warriors made it clear that you know what? We should have Won both games in Memphis. You ain't playing the Timberwolves anymore, and you guys had a nice season, but you just can't play with us when we're playing Warrior basketball.
3: No, absolutely not. And, uh, I mean, Whitey, what did you what did you pick this series in before? It? I picked the Warriors to win in six. That's back a, here. That's exactly what I did. I, I picked them in six. Uh, we'll have to wait and hear about John ja Morant's yeah. knee. Um if his knee is messed up, I don't see them winning another game. Uh, even if he's out there playing and he's just hampered, I don't see them winning another game. Um, even if he's healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win another game. Like, I'm, I'm extremely ac- confident in this Warriors team right now. I think last night kind of broke Memphis. I did not like this. I did not like how Memphis acted after the fact. The theatrics, the complaining about something that just really wasn't there. And, uh, you know, they're getting petty too.
0: Yeah, I think they're looking for answers. I think that's part of it. Doesn't excuse it. I agree with you. But here was Clay Thompson after the game on Jaws' tweet suggesting that uh, Jordan Poole injured Jaws. Broke the code. Yeah.
8: That's definitely playoff talk. I mean, me personally. I've been through a tough knee injury, and
0: I don't think there was any malicious intent from Jordan. I don't even think he's strong enough to affect somebody's knee. But we're not out there trying to hurt people or trying to club people in the back of the head on a fast break. We play the game the right way, and I'm gonna have his back because that's—he's not out. He's no. That—that's what it all is—is is, yeah. uh, the Warriors feel rightly that that was a horrible play by Dylan Brooks, and Memphis is like, well, you guys aren't so clean yourself. You're not so innocent. It's like, yeah, okay, but yeah, and, you, and now to the point where they're almost making things up, it's a bad look for everybody. I I, I hope we're done with that. I doubt we are, though. Let's go to the phones. Xfinity Mobile text line 888-957-9570. Joe joins us from Burbank 95.7 The Game. Hello, Joe. What's up?
4: Hi, guys. First of all, I want to thank you. You guys do a great show. You guys do such a good job. Thank Jason you. carries me.
0: You know what, Joe? Jason carries me for four <laughs> hours I too am grateful for that.
4: <laughs> I like it. but anyway, I would just real quick I wanted to jump away from the bad foul situation and the normal stuff and ask you guys um, your opinion on next year's roster payroll problem because some fans some I've got a number of buddies that are warrior fans and they're a little concerned next year about trying to keep Peyton Otto Porter, even Kevin many other teams can offer more. You know, it seemed like, I wanted to ask you guys a key question. It seemed like, like when you look at, they, like, quite often they talk about how the Warriors kind of mirror the San Antonio Spurs. When you looked at San Antonio Spurs, and by the way, I'm a huge Warrior fan, been huge for since the TMC days. Um, but anyway, um, San Antonio, the big three, it seemed like, Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, they seem to take a little bit less. When, they, when it was contract time so they could keep a strong bench like Patty Mills and other players. A lot of these guys would have started on other teams. I don't see the Warriors, I mean, I know it's a touch touchy subject, but I don't see when, uh, when Curry's, when Steph's taking 200 mil and then all these other guys have their big contracts, I don't see them worrying about a strong bench. I mean, they, they have comments on, You know, we don't have enough veterans. But when it comes to contract time, I don't see them willing to to take a little bit like Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker used to do to keep a strong bench. What do you guys think about that? And what do you think is going to happen next year? How are we going to keep a great bench when these guys are going to need more money and no one wants to take a little bit less?
0: Thanks, Joe. It's a great question. I would say that I think Clay and Steph and Draymond, all, you know, Duncan was, he's one of the greatest of all time. The other two guys, Ginobili and Parker, I don't know that they were quite as good as they were, as good as their teams were. I don't think they were anywhere near Steph level, so that's part of it. I think um, Jason, I think GP two is probably gone. I think Porter is almost certainly gone. You got him at what a minimum deal this year, um, so I think that's that. The Warriors knew that. And then as far as Kavon Looney, um, the thinking maybe all right, we'd love to keep him, we probably can't, but then Wiseman is is going to step into. And I know they're not the same type of player, but I think they're probably two
3: of those guys, maybe all three are almost certainly gone. Uh, I think they might try to retain one of the three. I think it, it all depends on two what they do this year.
0: And I know also Poole is going to, they're going to try to give him a big extension. Pool's yeah. going to get the max. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: he's he's going to get the max. Um, it, also, it just depends what the Warriors do this year. If they win it, I can see them running it back and having some guys be like, yeah, we'll take a pay cut to come, you mm-hmm. know, to try to win two in a row.
0: In the old days, Bob Myers would have players, you know, lined up outside his house. <laughs> can I come play
3: for you guys for a minimum deal? He might he might have it this summer. Yeah, maybe. Depending on where they go. Right. So I think it's really just, you know, I, I hate to duck and dodge the caller's uh, point, but then the caller's questions, that is. But it's kind of hard to say. It all just kind of is going... Here's one thing I know. I know Jordan Poole is going to get a max contract. Because if the Warriors don't offer him, he will say, all right, I don't want to talk anymore. I'll go into restricted free agency, and we'll see what happens. And he gets into restricted free, j- free agency. When you could and, still match. Yeah, yeah. Next. Yeah. And someone's going to offer him the max, even if it's not the Warriors. And so then the Warriors will be like, do we match or not? And yeah. I assumed it would match. So... I don't see. That's why the Warriors shouldn't even waste it on. Just just offer him the max now. Yeah, which it if, appears they're going to. If you don't, someone else will, and you'll have to match it. So just do it now. Um, so that's the only one thing I know about the roster next year. I know a lot of people in that building, they want Jonathan Kaminga to be, be playing 30 minutes a game next year. So if they do that, if he does, Who leaves? Well, I
0: think it comes down to there are going to be guys, like we mentioned, Porter, who I don't think are going to stay given how little they're making. Now, and, and I understand your point. Maybe they will. But I think what it really comes down to, the big question, is Pool wiggins They're going to pay Pool, And then at some point, in a couple years, Wiggins comes due. And I think the plan probably is if Kaminga becomes the player that they hope he'll become and want him to become.
3: Then Wiggins, if you know, if he's looking for a max deal, he probably becomes expendable. But that's down the road a little ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might even have to get rid of Wiggins if they give Poole a max. It's just it might just be too much on the books. Then you got to figure in Wiseman is coming back, yeah, and yeah. it's not Wiseman still on his rookie deal, so it's not a hit money thing, but it's a playing time thing. So, but it's they all the issues they have right now are good issues. Yep, good problems they have. Mm-hmm. This team is set up. This organization is set up. Like, I'm not going to call it perfect, but it's damn close to having their current roster be championship contender, which it is, and then having the future be super promising.
0: Yeah, with Poole and Kaminga, and Moody's a really good player. Yesterday, when I was on with JD, a lot of people were calling saying, Moody should play more. No, not right now, but he's a really good player. I think he has a chance to be a really good player. He just... You know he's a good team defender. He a lot of people have wondered put him on Jaw. You know Jaw would destroy him right <laughs> now. But I think he is a big part of a really bright to the point you made or your future.
3: No, I absolutely agree. And we just named all those people. We didn't even name the number two pick in the draft a couple of years ago. I remember him. Yeah, big, yeah. big James. Yeah, big Jim. <laughs> uh, we'll you know we'll see how how Wiseman pans out. We've we've gone in length about how we think how we uh how we look at him and our perception of James Wiseman. But for the record,
0: Jason was kind of rubbing his face there wearily as he talked about Wiseman. Well, we're all weary. I'm sure Wiseman himself is like, when am I ever going to play? Right? So that's just where we all are with it right it's now. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, he'd been, didn't even, he basically hasn't played since high school because he played, what, three games at Memphis? Yeah. It's, it's, long, it's been a long journey for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he played a bunch of games his rookie year. Um, they were forgettable, though. That's why I just forgot them. Uh, we'll see with James. but He dunked on one of the Plumleys, though. I'll yeah. never forget that. He did. He did do that. Yeah. I forget which Hell one it yeah. was. Yeah.
0: 888-957-9570. Pete joins us from San Ramon. Hey, Pete. You're on with Jason and Whitey. What's up?
8: Hey. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. What's up, man? Um, I just wanted to express a little positivity about the Warriors going forward in the playoffs. And you alluded to it a little bit, I think, how late in the game, uh, Steve Kerr still had big rotation instead of the uh, what should have been garbage time minutes. But all season long, no NBA team has seen a complete Warriors team. And I think Memphis was the first one to actually play them as a complete team last night. So... Jerry Payton's loss is a blow. There's no doubt, but still, I think the uh, Warriors are going to be hitting on all cylinders, and everybody else is going to have trouble with them. That's all I got. Happy Mother's Day! Thank
0: you, Thank Pete. You. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate that. That was one of the big what concerns.
3: Did, I got to yeah. say something yeah. real quick, Whitey. I hate to interrupt you. What What are we supposed to say when someone wishes us a happy Mother's Day? We're, we're not moms. Um, I assume that. Yeah, I, assume... I know it's I know it's a, just a common courtesy, something to say. But I almost like, what do I thank you?
0: I thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I think if someone wishes me a happy Mother's Day, to me, I assume they're wishing, they're hoping that uh, my mom is no longer with us, but my mom, my Your wife, maybe, she is a wonderful right? mother. So it's a happy Mother's Day. Uh, let's all celebrate. Hey, I hope you're able to enjoy the celebration of mothers and all they mean to us.
3: No, yeah, it's just yeah. something. Something I pondering. I know it. I know. I've been, I've been, have been, even before I came into work today, and we talked to all of our great callers. People were telling me Happy Mother's Day. And I'm like, Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Warriors if you're not stri- comfortable with that, say, Hey, I hope
0: you all the, all, I hope all the mothers in your life have a wonderful day. Yeah, <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: including Becky, Sterling's mom, whose house
3: you lost when we I played Be- Bet Sterling's mom's house a few weeks ago. Blame Trey Young. He got blew out by the heat. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I'm hoping a day like this where we celebrate Becky, we can actually get our house back today, we'll try. <laughs> We can try. We'll try. Yeah. She's willing to go
0: double or nothing.
3: Um, but, yeah, it seems like Warriors fans right now are riding high. I'd like to pose that question going forward. We still got two hours. How confident are you guys, Dub Nation, Are you guys in this team that they can win an NBA Finals? This version of the Warriors, as it stands, no GP2. He might be able to come back if the Warriors are fortunate enough to make the NBA Finals. How confident are you guys in this current squad winning it all?
0: I think right now I would be at a seven trending upwards. And to be honest, before the playoffs started, there were so many things we didn't know. I think I would have been around a four.
6: Right.
3: Right. You know, so I, you know, I, I was, I picked the Warriors to win it all. Woo. And it, it wasn't a, some homer. Didn't you
0: pick them to beat the Nets in the finals?
3: I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. And the Nets Yikes. didn't win one damn game. Oh, that's embarrassing. You <laughs> but I did. I, if hey, you get
0: the team that wins right, the rest of it doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, I, I, Warriors just they look. They they have they have the formula. You know, they have stars. They have young talent. Have a great coach. And have, Pete's uh, right. Have, it,
0: it, we hadn't seen this before. And it's like, well, okay, is Steph healthy? Remember before the playoffs started, is Steph healthy? His first Draymond game was healthy. His first game was the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that seems it's like all, so long ago. Yep, Steph's healthy. Oh, Draymond looks good. Yeah, the defense is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. okay. Clay. And I know Clay struggled a little bit in this series, but those first couple games against Denver is like, whoa,
3: right? It's the Warriors again. He played good last night, Clay. Clay was good last night. Um, they need Clay to play good. They. Can't turn the ball over that much, which you know they're gonna. But yeah, they're, when they when they don't stretch out. like last night. When they don't, it's like Ooh-hoo-hoo! even Steph, who can pretty much do no wrong in anyone's eyes in Dumb Nation, he has some passes sometimes where he's just like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's that like flip over the right shoulder, non, no look like that just flies six feet out of bounds. It's like Steph, that was such a bad
0: decision. I know, I know, I know. From the 408 here, we'll get back to the phones in just a moment, so hang on there. Hey, Jason, and this is my favorite part of the show when people ask Jason for things I don't because know he's wh- so
3: well-connected. What do I give off that I get everything you just,
0: for free? We know that you just, you're just you so well-connected, and you know all these people. From the 408, hey, Jason, I need to hook up on an Embiid Batman face mask to rock during pickup games. Uh, bag of C notes will be coming your way after I get it from the four oh eight. Didn't put their name on it, so it's gonna be hard for you to follow through, but that yeah, how about that? Hello. <laughs> yeah,
3: i uh, you think A- it's N- face mask. Oh. His face mask is pretty dope. Yeah. He, yeah, it's like the Phantom of the Opera look Yeah, mask. Yeah. Um, Boy, he played well in that last game. He, they needed him to. Uh huh. I guess this game is the series. They they play uh at five o'clock, I believe. Um, if they lose, it's over. Mm-hmm. Like three one, obviously going back to Miami, you probably losing five. If they win, if they win, things get interesting. Series. Things get interesting. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, as uh, from the six five zero on the Xfinity mobile text line, never confident until it's over and done. Twenty sixteen taught me that. Side note: Wouldn't the Warriors save money if Jordan went to restricted free agency? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, it wouldn't be, that money wouldn't be on the books this coming year. Um, but he's going to get a max deal from somebody and they're going to have to match it. They could just pay him the max now. And now that I think of it, actually, even if they, uh, offer him that max deal, it won't come into effect until next year. Anyway, anyway, I'm not a cap expert, so my word isn't bond on this specific thing, but to answer your question, No. I don't think the Warriors would save money if he went to – I understand the agency. point, though. Pretty Yeah. Agency. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, from the 5 no, you can't hide, Dumas. You're a baller. That's what it is. That's why people ask you for things. You can't hide. You're a baller. Let's go to Dirty uh, on 95.7 The Game. 888 9570 Dirty, you're on with the baller, Jason Dumas and Whitey Gleason. What's up?
9: <laughs> Whitey, Jason, what up, man? What up? Uh, so, yeah, I'm on my high horse right now. I'm feeling really good. I was on the show the other day, 95-7, uh, with the segment with uh, Willard and Dibs, and I was talking about um, just basically how the Warriors have a playoff switch. And I've been seeing that. I've been seeing them uh, strategically rest guys during the regular season, which everybody does. We didn't chase the number one seed. We knew we were going to line up with Denver first to get warmed up. Uh, Kerr's a genius. Um, I just wanted to say about the captain, we always figure it out. We always figure it out. Um, The guys we brought on, Otto Porter, uh, Porter, even Bielitsa, the guys like Peyton, uh, that was all all ownership, man. We got the best ownership and one of the best organizations, and it's voted number one or top two every year. It's been crazy. It's been a blessing to see this, but uh, I also wanted to touch on this. Um, I I know what you guys meant by this thing got petty in the end. It was a butt whooping, an old-school butt whooping. There might have been no service in that arena, but there was a message sent and received during that game. And, and guess what? At the end of the uh, fourth quarter, when Jog on the sideline, he looks like he's pretending. He'll be back in for this Monday night game, and uh, we'll be able to last by then because we'll know the truth that he was throwing a tantrum, and he <laughs> couldn't do nothing about the butt whipping, and there was no time left to come back. Thanks for taking the call, y'all. <laughs> Love the show.
3: Thanks, right, Dirty. Well, appreciate you. Uh I doubt it,
0: but that I yeah. saw a
3: couple of <laughs> I saw a couple of those messages yeah. on the twenty mobile text line. Yeah. People think that Josh is faking it. Yeah, he won it out because they were losing. Get me out of this game, but he was limping all the way out of the yeah. tunnel. I don't know if he'd be that. I don't know if he'd be that dedicated to the, to that. <laughs> to, yeah,
0: to the to whole the ruse. Shit. Yeah, uh, it's you know you see all the things he does, incredible physical things he does, and that the very heavy weight that he carries on that team um hopefully he's all right but i I, he's gonna at the very least be compromised i think on the text line before we get back to the phones oh this is great uh from the 678 jason any hookups on a job Morant came worn marie state jersey that's another one yeah no i'm sorry any requests for anything like that you know
3: jason's your guy
0: and this is your time to ask. Him. I do
3: have a John Morant Grizzlies jersey, a throwback Grizzlies jersey. I got this like, like a Vancouver Grizzlies
0: yeah, style. Yeah, oh, I okay. got this
3: like two years ago, well before we knew they were playing uh, the Warriors. Um, it's a really cool looking jersey, honestly. Um, Damn. But no, I don't have any jersey hookups. I don't. I don't have any hookups. I'm just a common man.
0: So the only hookup you have is for the Embiid. Batman mask. The,
3: that Batman face mask. I hope I never have to wear a face mask. That would mean I have a broken orbital bone or nose or something. And Getting hurt as an adult sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you're a kid and you get hurt, you can miss school, stay yeah. home, kind of chill. Like, if I get hurt, I still have to pay my uh, my rent. I still have to pay bills and go to work. It's just an inconvenience.
0: You know how now when when someone that happens, someone like um, Embiid... They have these things, and you can imagine all the time they put into making these things, and they're custom-made. Yeah. There was a guy, I think he's, um, well, he went to Villanova, Harold Presley. I got to know Harold Presley a little bit. And he, in the 80s, he broke his nose or broke a bone in his face, had to wear one of those. And he was telling me, the trainer was like, well, let me see what I can do. And the trainer, like, you know, hammer something, piece of plastic. here you go. It's like, well, it doesn't really fit. He goes, that's all we got. Back then, it was like, oh, well, there you go. You want to wear a mask or not? That's all we got. And yeah. It's much more sophisticated now.
3: Oh, 100%. Yeah, now, yeah. sports medicine is so, yeah. so different now. Um, you know, people tear ACLs and don't miss a beat. That's just how it is now, you know. Obviously, it's still a, uh, it's still a serious injury, but... It used to be career-ending for some e- guys, yeah. Yeah, so... I guess our, the latest one. We'll see how uh, Jamal Murray comes back from mm-hmm. that from that ACL. He missed the entire season, but he'll be ready for next year. Yeah, I don't know when to expect anything on Jaw.
0: It's also possible that they don't know yet. But it, even if they do know something, you know, the timing of it is is important. Are they going to wait? I'm fairly certain.
3: I got an email. I know they're talking today. The Grizzlies uh, Grizzlies have media availability today at two p.m. Okay, thank you. So two p.m. Give or take, we'll have something, yeah, yeah. We'll have something, even if it's we don't know, right, right? I'm sure they'll keep it close to the vest, yes, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like they did Steph's foot when Steph messed up that left foot for Marcus Smart, like they Wiseman's
0: uh second procedure,
3: which uh, we didn't no even one, know about, yeah. Steve like spilled the beans by accident or something. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll know, we'll we'll know, we'll know probably around 2.30 what We'll have some sort of comment on John's knee Uh I hope he plays tomorrow. Me too. You know, no I don't want I don't want Warriors to beat a, a broken down Memphis team. I, I want the whole we want and I just want to watch him play. Yeah, he's really good.
0: Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Bill in San Francisco, 95.7 the game. Hello, Bill. How are you?
2: Uh I'm I'm good. Happy Mothers of Invention Day. Nice. <laughs> um you know, in Game Two, with with about five minutes left, I was watching at my corner corner grocer who is retiring, after many years of hard work. Sam Malak at 20th. How big was the screen? At, at Valencia.
0: How, I'm sorry. But how big was the screen you're watching on there?
2: Uh, what? Oh, it's it's like 40 inches or something. Oh, okay. Like All right. And there was definitely at least a flagrant one against. The, by by the Grizzlies against the Warriors, and it was nothing. There wasn't anything called, and I I wonder whether or not the refs were like, "Gee, we can't we can't knock out two players for the 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 Grizzlies." I don't know whether or not it would would have been considered a a flagrant two, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a flagrant. You know,
0: which play and was I, this, Bill? I, I,
2: this was with about five minutes left in the game, and I, I just saw it and it was like, what? They didn't call a foul.
0: But game two, game two, yeah.
2: Yeah, and and the Warriors would have gotten, gotten shots and possession.
3: Hmm. They blew a lot of calls yeah. down the stretch of that game.
2: Yeah, but a, fla- a flagrant is like, you know. I don't like some of the ticky-tack stuff. And by the way, speaking of that, speaking about acting jobs, um, Clark laying on the floor, you know,
3: <laughs> after the Draymond, and foul. then he's
2: like, uh, you know, rather than okay, you know, he's, he's I understand if a guy's got to get,
3: he sold it, his, he definitely sold back. it
2: back. But right. that was that was, you know, and also all the things he said. He Bill. needs to run into a, pi- a solid pick by by David West. Yeah. Thank
0: you, Bill. Appreciate the call. And thank you, Sterling, for clarifying. Bill's talking about game two there. Speaking of picks, last night, um, and, and Coach Van Gundy mentioned this, somebody on the text line asked about it earlier. At late in the game, Stephen Adams comes in, the game's decided. He actually set a blind pick on somebody on the Warriors and called it out and you know like hey watch out i'm setting a screen on you blind pick or he said it you know hey mate however he said it <laughs> um and van Gundy said i've never seen that before the only person i know of who's ever done that is i, I used to do that in pickup games because i used to feel bad about you know depending on who it is like you don't want to clock somebody in a pickup game especially if it's like we don't have enough guys and everybody's going to stay on the court anyway but to, to do that in an nba game van Gundy said I guess you could call that good sportsmanship. That's one way to put it. But as a basketball coach, you like you could tell he's like, no, you never call out a blind pick on the opposition.
3: Yeah, you're better than me, Whitey. Keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> Even in your- a
0: pickup game, you wouldn't call out a pick? Ah, blind it's up, pick? Uh,
3: no, it's up to your teammates to tell you a pick's coming. <laughs> I'm trying to win this game. Yeah.
0: I know sometimes you know sometimes you can see it coming I was like man this guy doesn't see me and he's gonna get clocked hey
3: watch out watch out watch out you know it depends who it is and the score and everything yeah yeah that's that <laughs> uh, that's funny well you also have to think Stephen Adams has the wherewithal to know the context of everything going on in yes, that series I agree so if he comes in late and clobbers somebody it would just right. n- the optics would not be great right right so he's yeah. probably like all right I'm 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 right here. If he starts the next game, which he may or he may not play
0: at all, but if he starts the next game, uh and it's you know, they're up eight to nothing first quarter,
3: he ain't gonna be calling out that pick. Oh no. Yeah. No. What how come the Warriors haven't gotten off to a good start one game this series? It's always like eight to two. Yeah. Nine to question. two. We'll, Twelve we'll,
0: to two. We'll see if we can answer that uh next coming up here. And yeah, we got to talk about Steve Kern. Who's he gonna start in the next game? Uh, 888-957-9570 is the Xfinity mobile text line. It's Waddy Gleason, Jason Dumas, 95.7 The Game.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
6: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,